Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian. And today with me, my returning co-host, Leonard Pimentel. Hello, folks, and everyone out there in podcast land. Everyone in (laughs) podcast land. (laughs) We have, it's, it's actually today is, today is actually the 11th Veterans Day we're recording on. This is intended to come out Sunday. And I'm only saying that because I just got home from my free dinner. (laughs) And, and you had, you had sent me a text earlier mentioning a subject I thought was interesting. I'm trying to remember how you, how you phrase the subject exactly. Um, Rolling random characters. The first one that you were talking about. Right. And the idea with this subject is really there's a number of different ways that people make characters. And you hear arguments across the spectrum from uh, rolling the character completely randomly, like in uh, the old basic Dungeons and Dragons, where you'd roll your stats, drop them in order and see what you had and what kind of character you might wind up with all the way to the other side of the spectrum where you have a a 200 point character in GURPS or however many 100 point character in HERO, where you agonize over where each of those points or half or quarter points get spent to create exactly who you want to play. And pros and cons of everywhere on that spectrum. I'm going to, I'm going to, the, there's the traveler way, which is where, the one where you actually die in character creation. <laughs> and that's where we're leaning today. No, just kidding. <laughs> I have I have the original Traveler box and a bunch of the supplements, and I have what I think is Traveler Five, a big one. And I have never had a chance to play it. I've never had a group to play it. I, I I'm dying to play Traveler one day. I would be happy just playing the classic box. I need to, and I've never sat down and just done the character creation with it either. Character creation is fun, and you don't need to play the game to make a character. Character creation is itself a mini game, and the whole thing about your character dying is way overblown. We we made lots of traveler characters back in the day, and I think maybe one person died once, but it's not something that happens especially often. But by all means, make some characters because it's a fun mini game. It, it, it definitely is. I need to. My, I know that once I do that, I'm going to be dying to run it or something, or at least I, I was wanting to play. I just want to play it. I don't even want to run it. There's a lot of games I just want to play and I don't want to run. But that requires me rolling up characters. So the question is, how do you do it? Do you do it totally random or do you do it completely customized? Here's my say and my take. There are a lot of different games that can be played a lot of different ways. <laughs> and depending on what you're going to accomplish, those different things are helpful. Like I'm, I've been planning a campaign forever that would be wonderful for the total random character creation. It's ideal for that. I've done a lot of campaigns and, and, and going back to the Palladium stuff, especially a lot of those superhero campaigns, we had ideas we had in our minds of superheroes we wanted to make. And we went into it the random powers tables were not as appealing to us. I said, no, I have this superhero in my head. <laughs> and you want to make that superhero, whatever inspired it, whatever comic you were reading at the time. If I'm playing a superhero game, yeah, sure. We could do one with it's all random. But if I have an idea for a hero, I want to make my hero. 
look, I get you. And then again, I mean, there's a little superhero game you may have heard of by Jeff D and Jack Herman called Villains and Vigilantes, one of the kind of cornerstone superhero games. And power generation there was entirely random. You know, uh, you played yourself. In fact, you it was one of those games where you argued with your friends about what your stats were. Uh, and and most of us overestimated wildly and incorrectly. <laughs> and then after that, you rolled randomly for powers and those powers modified your stats. And it was, I can't tell you how many uh, uh, characters, I, power sets I rolled up in V&V. And the, the fact that I ended up writing a superhero game was at least in part, I blame Jeff D and Jack Herman for that. <laughs> I like random mutation, random powers. The Heroes Unlimited game back in the day had the random powers tables and I would roll it to get ideas and I would go with it. And I, especially when you were the dungeon master or the game master, you're running that game. There's a lot of randomness. A lot of people though, here's the thing. I like the randomness at times, really do. I think there are some good games in it, especially if you're going back to some like, hex crawly dungeon crawl type play you're running with something like ose old school essentials and something like that i kind of like yeah let's try the random sometimes there those rule sets where it's a little simpler where it doesn't matter as much if you die because <laughs> you can roll up a character in 10 seconds now at the same time i have i've also ran a lot of games for a lot of different people and when i'm approaching this and I'm laying this out as Dungeon Master. It's usually my call on how things go. And as a Dungeon Master, I'm considering what it is these players want to do. That's 90% of it is who you're playing with and what they're going to want to do. Now, there's positives to doing like, hey, we're going to roll straight down the line. 3D6, you're not rolling an extra die. You're not rolling it. You're just 3D6, whatever you get, you get Man, I got a three. We had tons of different house rules to adjust that. I'm not even like one of the ones is the inverting, inverting the roles. Have you ever inverted the roles? No. What's that? So I've, I found this one and I don't even know where I found this. I read this somewhere. It may have been a, an old dragon mag back in the day, but I can't remember where I found this at. Inverting the roles, you're, it's, it's, it was something that was suggested when you're doing the straight six through D&D, you roll 3D6. Oh, crap, I've got like a three here. What you do is you, uh, you take your roles and you subtract them all from 21. And it inverts the roll to be the opposite direction. So if you're all negatives, you're going to go into positives with the same random, just the opposite inversion of what you would have rolled because it's 3D6 has a spread of three to 18. And when you go to invert that, you're going to need that extra three there, 18 plus three being the 21. So subtract Very clever. So if, if the universe hates you, you're, you're, you're getting one over on the universe by telling it, ah, I'm using the inverted roles. You know, and then an anvil is going to fall on you on the way home. But that's, <laughs> that's a different conversation. Now, some games, that's hard if you're not using a straight 3D6 and there's modifiers and other things, so. I, I think what you said there, you said something, because I've been thinking about this since we chatted about it, and I was thinking about, well, it kind of depends on the game, you know, which is better, rolling randomly, or, or it kind of depends on the game. Like, well, maybe it doesn't depend on the game. It depends on the mood of the game. Like, is it going to be a little bit more, well, it kind of depends on 
how complicated character creation is. And you know what, I think at the end of the day, I think all of those are, are they're, they're valid, but they're not really right. I think at the end of the day, in terms of what's best, uh, um, it depends on what a player, very specifically, what a player is looking to get out of the game. Now, sometimes you can tell the players, it's gonna be this kind of game and, and this is what we're looking to get out of it and are you guys on board? So you can direct that as game master. But at the end of the day, it depends on what the player is looking to get out of the game. Because somebody who's looking to just do deep RP could carefully craft a character and deep RP and get into that character. Or they could randomly roll up a character and just say, what do I have? And deeply role play that. So that doesn't have to do with it. But someone who is, some people like to create characters because of the puzzle aspect of an RPG. You know, one of the joys some people get out of RPGs, and some people call these folks power gamers, or just this is one way they interface with the game, is they like combining all the little, you know, throwing certain levers and switches and combining the pieces and seeing how to craft the best system interface they can. It's, it's like a puzzle. And that puzzle piece, you know, playing with that puzzle is part of the joy they get in interfacing with the game. And for that person, a purely random role character removes sort of that element of the joy of the game for them. So that person might not dig it so much. You know, or again, someone who's looking for a very specific kind of escapism where I want to be this kind of person, either because of what's going on in my life or whatever. Random may not do it because random may not give them the opportunity to be that kind of person. Oh, yeah, I've I've definitely I think I've known players who are looking to play a certain person, a certain thing and, and doing the random style. I think they've been a bird having aversion to because there's a certain character that they want to create because that's what they're attempting to achieve so when we're talking about like rolling the 3d6 as a random character though not every system like if you like let's say we're playing oh i don't know <laughs> let's say we're playing basic dnd bx i'm going back there because it's an easy one to talk about and easy is one that i know pretty decent and I roll my sixes straight down for starting from strength and just move your way through to all six of them. The next thing you have to do is figure out your class. And the thing with BX is that there are class restrictions based on what you've rolled there. So BX is kind of your limited, like you're going to, that role is going to determine what you're going to be able to play. That's not every role-playing game. Uh, some role like like choosing a class at that point is looking to see what you can be if you have the attributes to play that or not. Yeah, that's 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 correct. I mean, when even when we talk about character creation, we have to kind of define a little bit about what we're talking about because, you know, like you said, in D and D, you still get to pick your class. Your stats may restrict those choices, but you still get to pick your class. Um, uh, same thing in Traveler, you look at your stats that you rolled and you get to pick what branch of the service you want to try to see if you can get into. Now, you might fail. You might fail to get into a certain, you know, career and you have to go into a, a different career as, as a result of that. So you got to make checks to see if you can get in and stuff like right. that. You gotta make checks to see if you can pass degrees and stuff like that when you're rolling right. up a Traveler character, which is different than a lot of places. You don't have to check when i'm rolling up 
a third edition character for a skill, I just choose it. I don't have to check to see if I have it. Exactly. Whereas in a system like V&V, the old original villains and vigilantes, or for that matter, the old Marvel, the original Marvel face strip, uh -huh. right? character creation was completely random. Um, there's no, you're not rolling for a class in a superhero game. Really, your power combination kind of is your class and your powers you're rolling for randomly. So when you're rolling your abilities randomly and you're rolling your powers randomly in a superhero game, that's kind of like almost randomly rolling for your class in a, in a class-based system, you know? Um, and, you know, one thing we haven't touched on is, is that the sort of random, the ability to roll a random character, even if the choice isn't to do that, the option to do that can really help when people are stuck, when you don't know what you want to do or, or how you want to do it, when you've got, you know, sometimes there's too many options. Um, looking at you, GURPS. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of options. And, but honestly, any game where you, where you spend points as you will, sometimes a little bit of a, a random rolling can help, can help give you a nudge in a certain direction. When I was when I was playing at a younger age in my late teens and early 20s, we started playing with a group that was substantially, I don't want to say substantial, but an older group that was about a generation ahead of us. And we got we got started playing with these older guys, and uh they had been playing for a bit longer than we had, and they exposed us to a lot of cool things that I hadn't played at that up to that point in different ways of playing the way that they dungeon crawled and the way that they wandered around maps was very different from what I had seen up to that point. So I was being exposed to new ways of play and learning stuff. I remember though, one thing I remember clearly when you had said this about the random, one of those players that I have played with for so long would determine 90% of everything with his character with dice. If there wasn't a chart, He'd say, these are the options. He would like, start with the genders and, and roll to see what genders the characters were. Uh, he would, it just, everything was totally like, he's like, okay, I need a class. And what he would do, as I remember, he's like, he'd look for the, the table of contents in whatever book and he'd count down. You know, okay, there's, there's eight. If there was nine, he'd pull out a D10 and he'd roll, then he'd count what he got. <laughs> Almost everything he did was totally random like that. I appreciated that. He's like, we'll see what I'm playing. He loved to go with that random. He did it all the time. That's excellent. But you know what? That, that Normally, that would, I know a lot of people that would drive them nuts. But that goes back to what I'm saying. It sort of depends on what the player's looking for from the game. Clearly, he was looking for you know, the experience of sort of being pulled through this game by the roll of the die and where it takes you, you know what I mean? And so that's, uh, he was like playing his own little version of Barbarian Prince, if you remember that old heritage solo game. No, I don't remember. I never played any of those old solo games. Or oh, well, I that's a whole, whole different episode. That's a whole different episode. <laughs> <laughs> I am aware of their existence is about it. I never owned any, I don't, I don't think I may have had one. You can get Barbarian Prince right now off eBay, a mere $375. I don't think that's gonna happen today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just got that Pathfinder second edition book in the mail today, though. Excellent. I only had a little bit of time to flip through. It is a nice book. It is nice. Um, it is thick. 
I like that. I like big, thick game books. That's one of my favorite things in the world. <laughs> but anyhow, like, yeah, with this guy, I'm going to jump back to him, his random characters, he'd always try to come up with something creative out of it. And, and he had a way of using the randomness to come up with a new character that nobody would have ever thought of. And thinking, and he liked to think, okay, what would this person or character be? And try to put himself in someone else's shoes. That was one of his big things in game. Trying to play someone totally different than he'd ever played or understand someone totally different than himself. And that was a cool experience and different thing. That's one of the things about the random is, is, is to me that's appealing is trying to figure out who the character is, learn about it and explore it, if that makes sense, instead of knowing going in. 100%. The randomness can push you out of your comfort zone. Uh, and that's usually, you know, within the confines of a very safe environment of an RPG, that's usually not a terrible thing. Because uh, uh, you may end up playing somebody that, that you, you didn't expect to play and getting some joy that you, you, you know, you might not have expected. Um, so I think games use the randomness for different reasons. I think the old games used it really as a means of game balance, you know, like in the old Stormbringer game, the old Chaosium Stormbringer game, you rolled not only your stats, but you rolled effectively your character class, uh, um, randomly, not really your character class, it's a collection of skills, but let's just call it your character class, you know, because if not, everyone's going to be like, I'm going to be a Melnimonean sorcerer, warrior. <laughs> with demon everything and now you know they balanced it out by saying well roll randomly and you might be a beggar who's missing some toes and stuff and then take it from there so I, I, now at the end of the day sure it's random in terms of what you get is it equally fun for the melnimonean sorcerer king and for the beggar with uh you know one arm i don't know maybe so depending on the right play i know 11 year old me might not have felt that way <laughs> <laughs> I've always gotten into playing. Um, I always play, uh, not always play. I have played a lot of what I would call maybe underpowered is not the right way to put it, but kind of fringe type characters. Uh, for example, I know that one of my favorite characters I mentioned this before that I had was in a game of Nightbane, and I there was a class like an acolyte or something like that that was that had no powers, no abilities. They just could study books and know a few things. And it wasn't really all that great of a package for knowing things. He was very much a guy off the street with little to nothing going for him, but he did have a nine millimeter with a holster for it to keep himself alive if need be. He just wasn't very skilled at using weapons. <laughs> that's, I had that, fun with it. That's, I look, I have to tell you, I think if I were to play Elric, if I were to play Stormbringer now, honestly, it'd be like, I'm, I'm going to be the beggar. You know what I mean? But now I'm in a, it's a different conversation now than when I was, uh, you know, a 12 year old wanting to be big and badass. So it sort of depends on where you are clearly way more mature than I am. Well, I mean, I, I was probably night bang night spawn came out when I was in my, like 20, early twenties, I want to say. So, I mean, I was not, this wasn't a high school character it was a post or slight, like right out of high school character type. <laughs> I can't, I think that's about the time it came out. I think so. I think so. All I know, I mean, I have it back in my shelf and all I know is that there was used to be Night Swan, but then there was that lawsuit with Todd McFarlane. And I'm actually allowed to say that out loud. I was Todd going to sue me now. I hope I have no money. We're in trouble now. <laughs> <laughs>
I, I that's actually the only I used to have a bunch of the books uh, and over the years I've had to sell books off or uh, yeah just what it is sold them off the half price or wherever it was but uh, the only night Bane book I have left over is the original Night Spawn I don't have uh, the Night Bane at all <laughs> very very, very <laughs> the old very, Night Spawn yeah oh but you know what you were talking about something that brought to mind too Another way that some of the old games used random character creation sort of for balance was Gamma World. Because in Gamma World, right, you determined your mutations randomly. But your mutations, they had good mutations and bad mutations on that same table. I think it was Jim Ward who wrote the game. I'm not sure. I apologize if I'm wrong. But, but So you would roll for your mutations, but, you know, if there were fewer bad mutations, but there were bad mutations there. And so the randomness was just so that everybody couldn't pick the more powerful stuff. It just, you would sort of stumble onto whatever you, you stumbled onto. And again, the idea there was that more mature approach that you've got, which is, yeah, if your character's got some problems, that's, that's, that's probably more fun than if you're, you know, just a monster who's invulnerable to everything. Um, well, you know, it took me a little bit to understand that, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of games too, like the flaws are things that are built into them. I know we're playing All Flesh Must Be Eaten. All Flesh Must Be Eaten. Finish your plate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and in there you have uh, drawbacks that you choose. I can't. I'm, the character sheet should be right over here. I'm trying to remember what the drawbacks were called. And I'm not, I don't, it's not, it's not. I don't remember, but that's the, uh, that's the, yeah, they, they use that for witchcraft and for the Armageddon. I think it was witchcraft, Armageddon, Conspiracy X. I think all those uh, games, was it Eden Studios, the name of the company? I they believe it is Eden Studios. the same yeah. system. Yeah, they all use basically the same system. And that it's a pretty good system. And they, those drawbacks are, are, are right there built in as a part of it. Now, another one I think we should bring up is a very unique game in its in its ways is the dungeon crawl classics and the funnel they do is so i'm you you are familiar with dcc's funnel correct i'm going to yeah. just describe it for any listener who might not be although i'm assuming a lot of our listeners are familiar with the funnel in fact i think they may have someone said they copyright or trademarked the name funnel i'm not sure if that's true <laughs> i, I didn't <laughs> see that in a I got that from the internet, so you know it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so the funnel is you get zero level characters. They get a, instead of a class, they have like an occupation. Like you roll up a farmer or a, a oh, a beggar or a gambler. It could be all kinds of things. And you get, you get like an item with it. Like I know one of the characters had a, a, a warm cup of cheese or something like that <laughs> that they got to start with. Like you got a little pot of cheese, some queso dip. Um, so you you roll up four characters or so, three or four characters, and you see which one lives. And if they live, you kind of look and say, okay, this one lived. Is there a class that would fit this character? And you build it from there. But the game itself has so many random charts where you can get mutated from using magic or other things. The same with mutant crawl classics that your character is being determined and created in the game. And that's an idea. And that's what I like about a random character class is you don't know who you're playing after you've rolled it up necessarily. 
You're going out there to discover what this character is. You're Luke from the farm. You don't know you're about to become a Jedi yet. You're on the journey to discover what this character will be. If that character doesn't make it, that's all right. The next one might be a hero. (laughs) You know, there was, there was a Dungeons and Dragons module. I want to say, I don't know, I think it was AD&D. I'm not positive. That did this kind of thing. Uh, where you started off as a zero level character and the game master or the DM actually tracked like, like what you did and the kind of things that you did. And by the end of this adventure, based on like what you did and how you approach things and so on, I think like you became a first level character and stuff. So this was before... I know or Goodman games. This yeah, is, no, this I know this. Cool I'm trying to remember. I know, I know I've seen this. Listeners, if you're out there, go to Anchor, Wobblies and Wizards, and send <laughs> us a voice message and tell us what the module is we're talking about here. Right. This right. is familiar. Or just yeah. come to our Facebook page, Wobblies and Wizards, and give us a give us a hint. <laughs> Let us know what module we're talking about here. Yeah, I know that's very familiar. That's killing me. I want to know what that was. And look, um, Spirit, not Spirit, I think Spirit of the Century and some other Fate games kind of take this approach a little bit too, where you sort of make your character a little bit. You throw a few of the stats or stuff down for it. And then as you play, the things that you do, you then sort of, put your points in or, or you select this knack or this perk or whatever as a result of like the choices that you make and the things that your character does. So the first play session, you start off with what you might think of as like a, a silhouette of a character, but that's it. And as you play, that character gets slowly filled in by your actions and the mechanics begin to sort of fall into place and fill the, fill the white space. Yes, with with the rule. So I know that fate has done that um, once or twice. You know, and by the way, we haven't even mentioned the last character creation system, which is no character creation system at all. So we've got to talk about you know Marvel Heroic, or we could talk about the Indiana Jones TSR game, where at least in the original core set, uh, they did come out with a supplement for the old uh, TSR Indiana Jones game where you could make characters but at least in the core set the idea was you were playing uh one of these familiar characters you're playing indiana jones or short round or whoever else or in marvel heroic you're you're you're, you know playing one of the main heroes and while there's a sort of a nod to character creation in marvel heroic it's not i don't think it was satisfactory to uh um to a lot of folks who wanted to be able to create their own personas within this world well we played like I said, we played, and I say this all the time, we played a lot of Heroes Unlimited. And we played a lot of the Marvel role-playing game from TSR as well. The thing is, if we were rolling up our characters that we had created from our own mind most of the time, we were not doing that with the Marvel role-playing game. When we got out the old Marvel game, we were playing, you know, the Fantastic Four Ben Graham, Spider-Man, some X-Men, whatever it was that we were like, because like I said, we read a lot of comics and we were really into those comic books back then. It was pretty bad. <laughs> but we wanted to play those superheroes that we loved reading comics about. 
And that's why we played Marvel. So sometimes, you know, like with Indiana Jones, the reason you're playing is because this is the characters I like. Yeah, and look, that that was the, I think that was the approach that the, the, the that uh, TSR and then Margaret Weiss Productions respectively took for both of those games. I don't know if that's necessary. I agree with you in terms of you figure people are going to play those characters. Um, my gut says that you still want to give people options. Oh yeah. Um, because there's two things I think when you look at when you look at I mean this is again hey this is a whole different podcast but when you're <laughs> playing in a licensed universe there's two things you might want to do one is you might want to play that person and two is you might want to play in that world and they're they're they are two different things you know what I mean oh yeah um, and you probably if you're doing a licensed product like that you probably want to let people do do both depending on because you don't know what it is that they are getting out of it i i want i want to start going into some of the star wars role-playing games from the years over but i know that we're getting so close in time that i don't have time to start bringing these up because <laughs> now we're getting into this so i I'm, I'm thinking of the title of this and i thought at first it was going to be a versus i don't think there's a question of versus if, is it random or is it custom like more power more control when i dm I tend to lean into letting the players have little more who looking for that little more say and power. I'm like, well, that's what they're looking for. I tend to give it to them, even if I'm trying to put on the brakes and have less power, more randomness. So I tend to kind of feel out where the players are that I'm playing with and see what they're wanting to do with it all. I mean, there are times I've been like, okay, do we have to put on some breaks here? It's usually oh, games like Palladium games can get a little overwhelming if you allow too much into it. That's just a fact. I got to put on some breaks with a Palladium game. Honestly, a lot of third edition and Pathfinder, you I have to put breaks on it or they get difficult for me to run. That's the biggest issue. As a dungeon master... Am I going to be able to run this game if you're playing that? Or is it going to make it hard for me to run? <laughs> so I think that is also what leads some people to say, okay, we're going to do random characters this way. Because they want to be able to have characters that they can, they can run in the game. Well, look, if you're going to do Star Wars, I want you to be prepared because I'm going to have a Jedi's brain and a robot body. So get ready for it, baby. Um, <laughs> and uh, if I ever get in your Rifts game, I'm going to play a juicer baby dragon. So so start drinking early. We, uh, we do okay. have one dragon. Um, you are invited to the Rifts game. Every other Saturday night, it's a little bit of a drive for you. Because <laughs> it is in person. Um, so look, in terms of I don't know if maybe this, this episode is different strokes for different folks, because I think in terms of which character creation method is best, the answer is it depends on the player and what they're looking for out of the game. And while I don't think every game and every game design is able to accommodate all options for all people, I think that there's a lot to be said for having some control over your character. And there's a lot to be said for having the option of being able to do a lot randomly either because you want to or as a creative aid and so therefore if a game can kind of lean whatever its primary method is if it can 
kind of offer some help in the other direction of that, you know, like the, the Super Gamer wrote PNP, Protos and Paragons is a, you pick your character for sure. It's a, you know, you, you have a number of points and you create whoever you want to create. But there's also a random archetype. There's a random thing there where it at least give you an idea if you're just stuck and don't know what you want to play. You know, and I think that uh, I like the fact that Pathfinder uh, has options for both spending if you want to buy your stats or for rolling randomly if you want to roll them. I think games that have both options, as far as the game can, probably that's the best thing because you're giving the individuals flexibility depending on what they're looking to get out of the game. Um, ah, that's my two cents on it. Well, that's about all we got time for today. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please share it on social media. Leave us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards, wobbliesandwizards.com. You can find me on the Twitter, Logar Hale Crom. Len, would you like to uh, throw anything out there? Uh, if anyone's interested in PNP, you can find us on a Facebook page, which is uh, PNP UE The Omniverse. Um, and that's pretty much uh, the only place you can find me right now. Um, so thanks so much. And keep those dice rolling. <laughs>